Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Pharrell with you, Carver High, Mafia, Joe Ranieri running it from Miami. We're under a tremendous strain. We got another exciting hour for you here later. Mike Blewett, that's my boy Blue. Check out. Ooh. All right, Carver High, we got to do some golf. Yeah, let's get into it, Scotty. Obviously, we've got the RBC Heritage Classic going on round one today in Hilton Head, South Carolina. All the guys are out there playing. We were talking about the board before. We'll show you that in a minute. But first, your friend Rory McIlroy. We always love hearing from Rory. And here is his round today. And here's him saying that he doesn't want to catch get the COVID. He thinks they're doing a good job with the precautions in the PGA. All right. ...of, you know, temperature checks and all that sort of stuff. It's It's totally fine. I mean, I'm... Um, you know, I think the the plans that are in place are very, very good, and um, you know, I'm sure everyone's doing their best. I mean, I don't, I certainly don't want to expose myself and test positive and put anyone else in in danger. But also, selfishly, I don't want to test positive because I want to keep playing golf. I want to keep playing these tournaments. I want it. So, you know, I'm trying to do everything that I can to limit my exposure and and obviously not not catch or spread the virus. You know, uh, real quick, uh, first of all, whenever we can have Rory on Coast to Coast, uh, we will do that. And that means every time. (laughs) Secondly, uh, if I were to, because I haven't drank in a long time, if Rory said to me, Pharrell, let's go drink Guinness, I would start drinking again. Uh, I root for Rory every single tournament. I'm a huge fan. And um, everyone else sucks. Also, Rory called the rest of his European colleagues and peers a bunch of wussies with a p <laughs> today and i like that even more he called everyone from europe uh, bad names and i wish i could run that clip for you but i can't i'll get fired but i love this guy he's got stones and he's afraid of nothing and he drinks guinness all right next carver high Yes, and you saw Rory up there. You know, tough back nine for him again today, just like last Sunday. We'll see if Rory can bounce back and make the cut in round number two. He'll win it. Next is, win it. Next, is your boy, next is your boy Dustin Johnson. He had a rough go last week at the Colonial. He is excited to be playing this weekend near his hometown in Hilton Head, South Carolina. It's always good to get back to the heritage, the RBC heritage. It's, you know, obviously in my home state, it's uh, – yeah, I've had some success here the last couple of years. Um, you know, with felt like I had some chances to win. So you know, I'm looking forward to getting back here. Obviously, last week didn't didn't play very well, but um, went home and practiced. And you know, I feel like um, I'm definitely games in a lot better shape coming into this week. Well, there you go. And there's the leaderboard right there. We're going to hold it there for a second. I, I love Victor Hovland. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, Spieth, I enjoy always watching him be there and then lose on Sunday. I'm a big fan of that, too. I don't know why I'm such a creep. Uh, I just enjoyed watching him win all the majors and then uh, go to the bottom of the barrel again. And now he's climbing back up and then still slipping at the top of the mountain. Uh, and there you go. I know that guy, uh, Fratelli's from South Africa. I like him. I just saw him have an iron shot from the sand or like 
like in the rough. It was like uh, on gravel. And he hit this beautiful just ripper right to the stick. And then when he shot it, all the gravel went up in the air and blew back in his face and mouth. And he got the gravel hobbit. He got like the COVID from the gravel. And he was spitting out rocks. I'm a fan of his now, too. Anyone that has to eat rocks while they're playing golf, I'm a fan of. Oh, look, radio's with us now, Carver. I know how excited you get when the radio affiliates jump on board. It gets us all goosebumpy. Always excited to have the radio affiliates jump back in. And DJ for you, Scotty, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster for him today. At one point, I saw him down to minus four early on in the back nine. He's still out on the course. He had fallen back to minus one. Now he's back to minus two. So DJ, very up and down. I know we just heard him. He's excited to play there this week. And he didn't play so well last week. So DJ's got to start picking it up a little bit here, Scotty. Yeah, I think he will. Uh, he's played his course five million times. Uh, I bet you know Friday and Saturday he'll be right there. And then uh, I like this talk about going to the Olympics. You know, reconsidering possibly going to Tokyo when they go next year because uh, originally he said that he wouldn't do it, and he always says his schedule won't permit, which was a nice way of saying he didn't want to get the COVID in Portuguese. Bottom line is, I would love to see uh, DJ in Tokyo win gold for the U.S. Because uh, he's a badass, too. I got to give you some college basketball news as well, Scotty. The backyard brawl. Pittsburgh, West Virginia. You love it. They don't do it in football anymore, but at least they're still keeping the tradition going in basketball. I know how much you love the backyard brawl. Listen, I think pit uh, basketball used to matter. And I think Bob Huggins has done a great job down in Morgantown with the Mountaineers program. I think they're solid. They're tough. Uh, They go at it. They're better than Pitt these days, that's for sure. I will say this. They butchered that backyard brawl in football so badly. Uh, It is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in college sports. How do you get rid of a rivalry that's that good? I mean, it is just unbelievable to me that you ruin that. I don't care about schedules. I don't care about conferences. I don't care about the weather. I don't care about the broadcasters. I don't care about television. When you have something so violent and so awesome and such an incredible rivalry, you have to keep it in store. They should have never stopped playing the backyard brawl in football. A bunch of idiots, a bunch of morons. Who makes that decision? How stupid do you have to be? To screw that up. It's unbelievable to me. Who cares about the basketball? No one gives a rat's ass. I was just going to say that to you. Nobody cares that they're playing in basketball. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares at all. Pit basketball sucks these days. Coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. For 
Bertelli with a little 10-foot birdie. His sixth birdie of the round, the South African gravel eater, uh, making a run. He's one back, Carver. All right, you ready to do football? Let's go. The gravel eater, I love it. Let's start with your boy, Dr. Fauci. He's been back in a big way this week. He had a couple of things to say about football. Uh, he says that they're going to need a bubble format to play in 2020. He says that football may not happen this year. You've got Broncos safety Kareem Jackson tested positive for COVID. Scotty, what do you think of the good doctor here? Uh, as I said earlier, I'm going to repeat it again. I think he's right. Uh, I think he knows more than all of us. I think everyone that thinks they know something about this pandemic uh, is uh, speaking out of turn. I think Fauci knows. Uh, I agree. I said it earlier. I, I believe that uh, college football is in major jeopardy. And I think the NFL will either be forced to bubble cities uh, and, and isolate the players or they'll never get it all in. Uh, there's too many players coming down with it. It's, it's rearing its ugly head. It's a major problem. And they don't want to talk about it. That's how major it is. You don't hear anybody from the NFL talking about changing their dates. But Roger Goodell has a major catastrophe on his hands, and he just doesn't want to talk about it because that's how big of a problem it is. When they don't talk, when they don't say anything about it, that's when you know it's a major problem. We've got coaches galore for you here today on Coast to Coach, Scotty. Let's start in the great city of Buffalo in western New York. Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, who says that he's confident that his team can make up for lost time away from each other. Here we go. I think the better question is, and the better thing that we have to have is, what is our plan and what is our solution uh, come training camp to try and close that gap? Uh, and so, you know, that's that's some of the or a large part of the communication that we're having here is what can we do in training camp? What do we need to do to, to find those solutions uh, that we may not have had uh, these same challenges in, in prior years? Uh, so that's where, you know, you have a strong staff and the value of communication comes in. And then, hey, when we start, it's all hands on. Uh, look, I think the guy's a great coach, and uh, that's why I played it. Uh, I know Carver High gets horny if I talk about the Bills, so there you go. All right, next. <laughs> Let's now go to Matt LaFleur, who always wants to get the input of star quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Scotty. Sure he does. Oh, we had so many great conversations. Really were able to talk out and, and talk through every concept that we run, both in the run game, pass game, just the, the expectations of, of every play. You know, certainly he's got a lot of experience and, and always wanted thin put. I'm just glad we were able to get him, uh, you know, with Aaron at the strip club to get that quote. <laughs> you can hear the strip club music, honestly, right? Like, honestly, we were down at Lace. What up, kid? Let's get down there. <laughs> him and Aaron were out for one of those training sessions. They went to meet up uh, social distancing, of course. And they, yeah, and they, they, were, they were talking like, about love. They, yeah. They had a lot of nice things to say about the kid love. I'm sure. Uh, Lions offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel has said that Stafford's learning a lot after getting hurt. I'm sure we'll see that bears offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor, Scotty on the quarterback competition between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. He says that there's a big opportunity in practice to see who can win that job. There are so many different factors that go into it. Some of it is real statistical and some of it is uh, watching a guy and, and, and how he presents himself. And uh, hopefully we have plenty of preseason games because I think that's the most fair way, I think, for the guys is to let them play on the game field. And that, that's the most fair. So hopefully, hopefully they, they get an opportunity to do that. I actually think, and I don't know about you, Carver High, but I, I actually believe that uh, Foles had like the greatest run ever to win a Super Bowl, and that's his career because I don't think he's that good anyway. I think he, he had a great run, and he got lucky, and he won the Super Bowl and played fantastic. He was brilliant. And I think since, and I think moving forward, he's about as average as Trubisky is. I really, I mean that. Yeah, I know. And I think that he should still beat out Trubisky, right? I mean, you're not expecting Mitchell Trubisky to show up uh, to whatever training camp they have and beat out Nick Foles, are you? I think it's going to be closer than anyone believes. I think Foles is there for a reason to play. But I also believe he's uh, still 
overrated. And I think the young guy has a shot to uh, shock him. Uh, you know, I think I think Trubisky's been terrible, but he was really good the year before, and then the kicker screwed it up. Nobody was talking about Trubisky sucking then. No, they were not. Uh, Hard Knocks has been so exciting the last couple of years with everybody not wanting to say anything in front of the camera, Scotty, that they decided we're going to give you two teams this year on Hard Knocks, both L.A. teams, Chargers and Rams. I know you are excited. Oh, how convenient that they cannot go anywhere except right across the hallway to do the other team when they're done filming the one. I mean, I just don't care. I got to tell you, I mean, I, I know I'm a jerk and everything. I don't watch hard knocks. I never have. I just don't get into it. I, I watch football games. I bet on football games. You can watch all your candy ass shows you want. The other day, we showed you that big spread of Tom Brady pictures is of him in the new Buccaneer uniform. Today, the Bucks decided, let's give you a whole bunch of pictures of Rob Gronkowski in his Buccaneer. Oh. Look at the Gronk, Scott. Look oh. at Gronk getting excited. Oh, Where it is they have just as many. Uh, 40 picks again for Gronk. You have 40 different photographs of him in these Buccaneer uniforms. Well, I mean, the guy uh, is a legend. There's no doubt about it. And he's ripped and uh, he took a year off. So hopefully uh, he's healthy for about six weeks before he gets injured again. Let's go back to the Chargers out in L.A. Coach Anthony Lynn. We were saying yesterday how he had Colin Kaepernick on his short list of guys to work out. He also said, Scotty, that even though, you know, taking a knee might not be enough anymore. I know that uh, a few years ago, you know, I understand that, you know, some players took a knee and some didn't, and that was a big controversy. But uh, everyone should know right now why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And, uh, and I'm not going to tell someone how to protest and how not to protest, but Colin Kaepernick took a knee to bring awareness to the situation. Well, I don't think that you can bring any more awareness to the situation right now. So now it's time to do something. It's not time to take a knee. It's time to do something. Yeah, it's time to do something. And then also he claims he's going to give Kaepernick a workout. So so do it. All right, Carver. Hi, Kyler Murray. What do you got? Kyler Murray also talking about taking a knee. First, he responded to some people on Instagram by saying, you think I give a Pharrell? Here's him talking about taking a knee. Yeah, I'll be I'll be known. Um, like I said, I stand for what's right. Um, and. But at the bottom, that's the bottom line. You know, it, I call it like I see it, and uh, what's been going on is is completely wrong. So um, I'll be doing, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be taking a knee. Listen, I think the kid's a great player, and I said yesterday, I'll say it again. I think his numbers keep soaring up. I really like his game. Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders, says that he gives his blessing to the idea of signing Kaepernick. If the Raiders want to go and do it, he, they have his blessing, Scotty. And who else gets a blessing of him getting a shot is President Donald Trump. He thinks that Kaepernick should get another chance if it's based on his play. When it comes to sports and kneeling, do you think Colin Kaepernick should get another shot in the NFL? If he deserves it, he should. If he has the playing ability, he was he started off great, and then he didn't end up very great in terms of a, as a player. He he was terrific in his rookie year. I think he was very good in his second year, and then something happened, so uh, his playing wasn't up to snuff. The answer is absolutely I would. As far as kneeling, I would love to see him get another shot, but obviously he has to be able to play well. If he can't play well, I think it would be very unfair. Listen, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I think the guy has to earn it, not just be giving it to him because of something that happened four years ago or since. I mean, go out and earn a job. Don't go out and have a, a pro day uh, against the NFL's wishes and do your own thing and just keep trying to stick a knife in him. He just always does whatever he wants. I think that's part of the problem. Just play football, do what they ask, and you'd probably already have a job. Some great uh, on-field analysis from the president there, too, Scotty. Look at him getting into the analysis business. So, you know, you know, I think he was pretty good at the start, and then he then he tailed off. He's watching the games. It sure seems like it. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Scotty. Cam Newton not even listed as a choice for their fan vote for the greatest player in franchise history. Julius Peppers, Steve Smith, Lee Kukli, uh, Lee, Luke Keekley, No Cam Newton, Scotty. He's better than all three of them combined, and that's just all there is to it. <laughs> Allegiant Stadium passes the super flush test. 
They flushed a bunch of toilets at the same time, and it made national news. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. If Kawhi Leonard somehow wins with the Raptors, goes to the Clippers, carries the crap-ass Clippers, he's starting to get into the conversation amongst the best players of all time with his resume, and he's not even 30 years old. The Sports Grid Network. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey guys, Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want that capping edge? Get on the grid. We got breaking news from the NFL. Jet safety. Jamal Adams requesting a trade from the team today. He's been the subject of rampant trade rumors and uh, requested a rich extension from the club as he enters uh, his year four of his rookie deal. Dr. Fauci, uh-oh, upsetting football fans. While the NFL intends to play out its 2020 season as slated, albeit without fans in the stands, Dr. Fauci remains skeptical about the chances of that happening during COVID-19. Unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community and tested nearly every day, it'll be very hard to see if football can be played this fall, the doctor added. San Francisco 49ers receiver Debo Samuel will be out three to four months after suffering a broken foot this week while during a throwing session with teammates. He's going to undergo surgery today. He finishes rookie season, very solid campaign, 57 receptions for 802 yards and three touchdowns in his 473 yards after the catch, most by a rookie since 2006. For the first time in the program's history, two NFL teams will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. The Doc series will follow the Rams and Chargers ahead of their first seasons at SoFi Stadium. Another day, a new baseball proposal. Major League Baseball Players Association submitting a new proposal to MLB for a 70-game season that includes a split of playoff revenue. In the latest of many counter-proposals after the league, they submitted a 60-game plan on Wednesday. Bad news for the Texas Longhorns. A total of 13 football players have tested positive or have been presumed to have coronavirus. The school also said they have 10 more players in self-quarantine. They open up against UCF September 5th in Austin. Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy once again being accused of using a racial slur as a quarterback for the Cowboys in 89. Former Colorado Buffalo linebacker Alfred Williams said Gundy called him the N-word twice. Gundy denies the racial slur. On the ice, the NHL's Eastern and Western conferences could find themselves switching places when play resumes. The league doesn't want teams playing in their own hub cities. The NHL expected to make the official announcement Monday for the two cities that will host 12 teams each. Minnesota twin slugger Miguel Sanoa has denied allegations of kidnapping in his hometown of the Dominican Republic. Sanoa says he is being blackmailed. The Detroit Pistons have agreed to a deal with OKC Thunder Vice President of Basketball Ops Tony Weaver, Troy Weaver, sorry, to make him the next GM. Detroit hasn't had a GM since parting ways with Jeff Bauer back in 2018. We got live golf opening round of the PGA's RBC Heritage from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Ian Poulter and Mark Hubbard, what's in the cupboard? They did great. They're in the clubhouse. Minus seven. Webb Simpson, one shot back, six, six under with Victor Hovland. And Brooks Kepka says players don't need to be mic'd up. Announcers just need to shut up and listen. Kepka says there's a boom mic 10 feet away from all players and every shot they hit. He stressed if announcers just shut up, they can hear everything. I'm Cam Stewart, and that's your Sports Grid News update, everybody. Stick around. We still got more Scotty Farrell on Coast to Coast on the best network in the biz, the Sports Grid Network. All right, uh, let me ask you a question, Cam. Uh, when you saw the story about Adams, I mean, I can only laugh. Like, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. How stupid do you have to be as an organization to have literally your best player, without a doubt, he's better than Sam Darnold. I mean, awesome. everybody keeps talking about how great Sam Darnold is. That might be true when he's like, what, out throwing a Nerf football or something? Because he sure hasn't been great in the NFL. And all I know is Adams is their best player, hands down, on the team. And they're going to go to war with him over money and just let that guy roll out of New York. And, and to have a star like that, how stupid are they? Yeah, it's dumb. And, and you know what? I was thinking as a Seahawk fan, I'm like, God, we need a safety. Jamal Adams is clear, clearly one of the best in the league. You said it, Scott. And you got to sign this guy up long term. He's been talking about a deal. And I'm with you on Darnold, too. I think he's probably very overrated. What has he done? You know, I understand he looks a lot better when they roll out guys like Luke Falk and David Fales from San Jose State. They were just an awful football team. But the Jets, they did a lot of good things in the draft. You pick up Mims from Baylor. You, you know, you got to shore up that defense. You got to spend money. I think this is a big mistake letting him go. But his He's already checked out a long time ago, Scott. He's, this story was going on for a while. Now he's really pissed. He's just, just get me the hell out of here and somebody else sign me. Yeah, I don't believe it has to be a long-term deal. They've already learned the hard way with Darrell Revis over the years about doing those kinds of deals. I just think the guy deserves 
top dollar at his position in a shorter window. I mean, give him three or four years at the top dollar and then get rid of him because he's at his best right now. And I think in the next four years, he's going to be an absolute freak of nature on a football field. They'd be uh, stupid to uh, let him roll or to trade him. In fact, I don't even think they will because if they do trade him, then I really fully engage into the New York Jets are the dumbest organization in professional sports. You got to be stupid at some point to get rid of the best players. Last question, Cam, real fast. I thought Vegas was already a lock for the Eastern Conference. Now you're telling me Monday they're going to announce the hub cities? Don't they just have to announce the West? Well, I, I said the same thing. I'm like, and, and is this a news story? You can't have Vegas as the West. They, they can go to the Eastern City. I'm almost positive from everybody we talked to, they say Vegas is going to be a hub city. The problem is it's going to be the, as you know, Scott, it's going to be the hub city for the East. They can't have the Vegas Golden Knights playing in their backyard for optics. So we'll see what happens. A lot of people are talking about Toronto. They're going to make it official, but I've been told by everybody and their mother that Vegas is a lock to be one of them, but the East will go to Vegas and the West will go to Toronto or somewhere else. So 10 seconds, Toronto, is anyone in the city of Toronto leaking that they're going to get that uh, hub? They think it is, but I haven't heard stories. They, they think it's going to happen, but I haven't heard anything definite. Vegas seems like a lock, Scotty. All right, Cam, we'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Great job as usual today. You there he it, is. Brother. All right, uh, Mafia, UFC Fight Island for uh, July 25th includes Verdum and, and Gustafson. And uh, tell me about that fight. I got a few UFC questions I got for you today, Moth. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird fight, Scott, because Gustafson just retired after he lost Anthony Smith last year. He said he was done. Now, all of a sudden, he's coming back. He's only 33, so it's not like you know he's an old guy still trying to make it in there. But he's had a little struggles the last couple of years against some of the top guys in that division. And now he's moving up to heavyweight. So if you had a little problems getting beaten up at light heavyweight, now you're going up against the big boys. I don't know if that's the best move, but at least they're giving him an opponent where he can kind of get his beak wet here. Because Verdum, of course, we saw last month against Olenek where he looked gun-shy. Looked like he had gotten to stand up better before that fight, but now all of a sudden he's kind of scared to throw. So a guy like Gustafson with a little power might shake him. And that card shaping up to be a good one. You got Whitaker versus Till. You got uh, Shogun Hua versus Lil Nog. And even Brazilian Cowboys on that card. So that could be interesting on the 25th of uh, July there. I want to ask you, like, I know this sounds crazy, but as far as uh, Gustafson goes, I'm just glad I can say it without screwing it up. Uh, (laughs) The guy, he reminds me of Holly Holm in the sense of how he keeps getting all these big fights. Is it because he's one of these guys that doesn't complain and argue and and uh, get into the whole contract and money thing and and being bitter about everything? He's just a guy that'll show up and fight anyone anywhere like Holly Holm does. She never wins the big fights, but she keeps getting him is he like her it might be you know he, like you said he's very quiet very respectful of everybody he never really has bouts with the ufc and he comes in there and mixes it up he's not a guy that's going to stand back and you know run around the cage for 25 minutes or 15 minutes whatever it is whether it's a three or five round fight he's going to mix it up and get in there so people like him you know there's lots of fans that follow him still uh, even back to when he was fighting jones seven years ago and should have gotten the belt but got gypped in the decision People still like him, so they keep bringing him back. You know, same as Cowboy Cerrone, same as Holly Holm. All these fighters who uh, are up for action and not up for battles with Dana White. Tell me about uh, Romero and Hall. What do you think of that uh, possibility? That's an interesting fight because uh, you saw Romero against Asanya, Adesanya in his last fight for the belt where, you know, he wasn't really engaging as much. Adesanya was kind of staying back, letting him come to him, and he didn't just go try to take his head off because he respected his power. And that kind of put Romero back a little bit. He's lost now three fights. In a row, you know, people are kind of saying he might be over the hill and completely done because he is well over 40 now. So this battle with Hall, it's a guy that will kind of come and bring the heat. And it's a guy who struggled with some of the top guys in that division earlier in his career, but has now won three of his last four. So that should be a good battle of guys just going to throw down in the middle of the cage and not worry about dancing around and getting points. So, Mavia, tell me about uh, Blades and Volkov. I know nothing about him. I know it's the beginning of a stretch for heavyweights uh, that they're going to roll out. What about these two guys uh, that, you know, I know nothing. Carver High knows nothing about him. Most fans probably don't know anything. I know you do. Tell us about those guys. These are guys that are, you know, in the mix for tops of the division right now. This division that is going to be in big upheaval if things work out the way people think it might in August because you have Cormier and Stipe going again for the third time, but Cormier said he's done after that fight. So if he wins the belt and then retires, what do you do? You know, if Stipe, there's talk of him maybe retiring and just going on with his life. He's got a young child now. Maybe he's just done with the fight game and done with Dana. Those two guys are out. Who do you have at the top of that division now? You have Nagano and the rest of them. So these guys are in the mix here. They're both on uh, some good streaks here. Blades is number four in the division. 
Uh, you got Volkov at number seven. So they're going to be in the smaller cage. So There's going to be a lot of action, a lot of throwing down with those guys. But this summer in general is big for the heavyweights overall because the week before you have that title match, you have Junior Dos Santos getting back in the cage against Rosenstruck, who's trying to get back after his loss. You got uh, the same card as the title fight. You also have Dirk Lewis and uh, Olenek fighting in August. You have Overeem kind of sitting back and waiting to see what happens after he just beat Walt Harris. So all these guys in the top 10 are in the mix for a potential title shot down the road and all fighting to try to better their position. All right, kick-ass. Great job, Mafia. Uh, I know Pedraza and Les Pierre on ESPN tonight. Hopefully I got the kid's name right. I'm excited about watching him fight because uh, this guy, uh, I believe the one of them, Pedraza, a nurse in Brooklyn, uh, helped uh, in the ER every single day during the COVID outbreak. So the guy was like working in hospitals in dangerous situations. Then when that was all, uh, you know, comfortable for him to get out of there, he started training for this fight. Can't wait to see him fight tonight. All right, Carver, we got a little uh, college football news that we want to roll with. Yeah, let's hit a couple things here. First, Scotty, Arizona State players get called a racial slur at a restaurant in Tempe. I I just can't believe what is going on here, Scotty. Well, uh, you know, really what that said to me when I saw that story is, and and frankly, even the Arthur Ashe statue getting destroyed and uh, people marking it and ruining it with paint uh, and putting all that White Lives Matter stuff and ruining the Arthur Ashe statue, ruining statues all over the country for various reasons of racism and otherwise. Uh, Fair enough. I understand people's passions and and protests. Fair enough. But uh, I think this thing, what it says to me is, is that um, there's just tons of racists out there and you can have as many protests as you want. Uh, the people that are racists, uh, and that behave this way in a restaurant and shout racial epithets at football players from Arizona state. And you're in Tempe. First of all, you're a loser. Second of all, you're obviously a racist. And third of all, racism is still rampant everywhere. And that's just all there is to it. The Mike Leach bowl gets signed Mississippi state and Washington state going to play a home and home. Scotty, it's not going to be until 2030. Will Leach even still be a coach? That was a great point by you that they signed this deal and uh, it's a long way down the pike. If he'll still be there, he didn't last that long in Lubbock. He didn't last that long in Pullman. And my guess is he won't last that long uh, in Starkville. I, I really don't believe so. But if that's what they're going to do, then they're going to do it. I don't think it'll be the one coaching, though, then. It's too far down the road. We are almost to Saturday, Scotty. The Belmont Stakes is coming up. You'll get a full preview tomorrow, both here on Coast to Coast with Ed Olchuk and at night on Pharrell on the Bench. But let's take a look at who's in the who's going to be in the hopper here on Saturday, Scotty. What do we got in the Belmont? I got to tell you, you know, a lot of these Pletcher horses train at Belmont and there's uh, this feeling running through my veins that he's going to do something. Dr. Post at five to one, I don't think is the worst thing I've ever seen or Farmington Road, another of uh, Pletcher's horses. I know everyone's on tis the law. I don't get into a whole, uh, it's got to be the favorite. You're not going to make any money there. So I'm looking for money uh, in other avenues. I know uh, Cam's on Sol Volante at 9-2. to two, So uh, it's going to be exciting to see it run Saturday for sure. Chelsea take Timo Werner away from the Bundesliga, Scotty. How about Timo heading over to Chelsea? I mean, the guy's got like uh, 32 goals and like 13 helpers. He's an absolute badass. Chelsea's going to love him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man, we, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person.
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast. It's time for my boy, Blue. Mike Blewett, of course, the host of Football Full Circle and Pro Football Game Day on Sports Grid. Uh, all right, so we don't have him. All right, uh, let me go back to, um, at the very least, uh, did you see uh, Carbohydrate that Shaq and your boy Gronk? We already showed the Gronk uh, jerseys today, the, his new look in Tampa Bay. But how about that Shaq and Gronk have hooked up? They're going to throw a virtual party. And I'm assuming that Gronk will be in charge of the booze and Shaq will be in charge of the DJ. If there's definitely two guys that you would want to get together and have a little like little house party situation with, have a little get down. Um, I, Gronk's always one guy that you want to have there. And the diesel, you put the diesel and the Gronk together. That sounds like a good time to me, Scotty. I mean, we're talking, we're talking partying, we're talking music, we're talking chicks. Everything's going to go on at that thing. So, what did you think of? I was talking about uh, Timo Werner and what he's done at Leipzig in the in the Bundesliga. Uh, he's like literally uh, one of the best players in the world. He's young. Can you imagine the deal he got and how Chelsea must be licking their chops uh, to get their hands on Timo Werner? The guy's a goal scorer and he can pass too. Absolutely. Chelsea's been looking to get the next guy for them, like their next young star. They've taken some cracks with some other guys, and it hasn't quite played out for them. But now here they are. They finally get a guy that they think is finally going to do it. He can play, man. That kid is a force. Did you see uh, Pep Guardio talking about uh, everybody should be apologizing to uh, black people? You know, he lost his mother to COVID uh, during this uh, pandemic, the coach at Man City. And they were talking about that uh, yesterday. So I think he's right. I think uh, I like the way the Premier League handled the Black Lives Matter. I like the way they handled the knees before the games. And I just love the fact that they have uh, the games going. Do we have uh, Mike Blewett now? All right. Uh, as I said, uh, I was telling you about Mike's shows on Sports Grid earlier. It's good to have him on. How you doing, Blue? Everything good? I'm all good, buddy. How's things with you? All right. I can't complain. Uh, let me start with uh, your opinion, frankly, on the situation at hand with the NFL. I said earlier on this show several times, the NFL isn't really uh, – Talking, responding, getting into issues of uh, Dr. Fauci saying that they're going to need to go into a bubble like the NBA. Do you believe with the uh, increase in COVID testing, like there's so many players coming down with it, uh, that the NFL has a problem on their hands? I think that they do, uh, and they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I think I'm in line with you. I think they've been able to ignore it for a long period of time because the start date was so far out. They had the luxury of watching other leagues go through their negotiation. Now, Dr. Fauci is just being honest, doing what the science tells him. NFL medical officers coming out and saying, we'll be adaptable. But the reality is we've always thought for some time, well, what if your quarterback goes down for weeks at a time? Are you just out of luck? What if it happens to several teams' quarterbacks? What if the best, most marketable players in the league are unable to play for weeks at a time? That's an issue that they haven't addressed, although they have created some scheduling outs for themselves. I think that, uh, you know, the uh, the way they're doing it in the NBA, it would appear to me uh, on the outside looking in is the safest example yet of how to do this. I think the UFC has done it. I think top rank has done it. I think golf has done it. I do not. Uh, I'm not yet ready to admit that the NHL has it all figured out. Uh, they've got to announce the other city. Uh, and we're going to see if that works in Las Vegas. Let's say they're in Vegas and all these players are at certain hotels and playing over at the T-Mobile arena. They still got to yeah. go from those resorts to the T-Mobile arena. It's not like Disney's going to have it all shut down. There's not going to be anybody else out there. There's not going to be any civilization, people, or anything like that. How could you see the NFL doing that and playing football games? They can't just use one stadium or put players in a bubble, can they? 
it seems entirely implausible to me for the NFL to be able to do it like that. I think to some extent they've had the fingers crossed plan that this gets a little easier as we get to September. But now there's obviously concerns that it's going to be even worse by the time the season starts. I can't see 65 man rosters, including practice squads, plus all the team employees and 20 person staff coaching staffs saying all in one place. I think this is private jets in and out. We see college teams that are reducing hotel stays. I think the NFL just flies in the night before, gets their work done, gets out. I just think that that's going to be the way to do it. And again, fingers crossed to some extent because they won't be able to bubble all those guys for that long a period of time. It's not plausible. I think they're, I think they're going to have massive problems. Now, I think that's why they've left open dates, you know, the bye dates and the off weeks, the week three and four, and then the bye dates. I think that's why they, they've done that. And I just don't feel that that's enough, Mike. I, I really I don't believe that, that that's not enough. enough. It, it, it's just not enough. I don't believe that they can just fly in and play a game and get out and think that it's not going to happen. Let me ask you this, even though, because you're the football guy, I'm going to go even further. I think college football has a bigger problem than pro football. I think college football, we're seeing it every day, 13 players here, 10 players here, 8 players there. I mean, they are just popping up in droves, the numbers of players that are, and they're all going back to campus. Like at Miami, they got 65 kids back. Well, the whole state of Florida right now is spiking. Don't tell me down in Coral Gables, I'm not going to be hearing about it in five days. I'll bet I hear 20 kids down there have it. Plus, you're going to be ha- you're going to have a situation come August when kids from all over the country on all of these different campuses, the the students that are not athletes, are traveling back on campus. There are likely to be outbreaks of varying sizes on all of these campuses, further exposing the players. Now, the one thing I would say that is an advantage, if you want to call it that, for college is that they do have the luxury of finishing earlier than the NFL. So if there were to be a second wave as we get into flu season, most college teams will be finished playing before Thanksgiving, and we'll see what happens from there. But those SEC championship games, the conference championship games occur in early December, and we could have more problems. But they don't have to extend into January just for their regular season. That's the one upside. You're right about that, Mike. Uh, Mike blew it with us. Let me ask you, uh, I said earlier, Jamal Adams, I, I don't care. Give him three or four years at top dollar. Get the, Squeeze the most out of the lemon that you can. The guy is a great player. They cannot be foolish enough to trade this guy. I, I don't think they're that dumb, are they? The answer is yes. I think they will c- continue to try to get the highest possible offer before they consider trading him. But I think Joe Douglas will stick to what he thinks is the proper value, which is at least one first, possible multiple firsts in order to get him. Now, I have at times thought that Adams was asking a lot early from a team that was in rebuild mode to give him a contract. But now that the GM has been through his one draft, they have everybody in place that they want on the staff to try to get Darnold to go raise another level. Adams is a team leader. He's either in or he's out. Trade him now or pay him. And I, I just don't understand why it continues to go on. They seem to be bumbling this in the court of public opinion. And Adams, to his credit, is using whatever public uh, platform he has to leverage the Jets into looking bad to try to pay him. Well, he's the best player on the football team, hands no down. And I said earlier, he's better than Dar- Darnold. Darnold is just all hype and no results, and that's just all there is to it. And Adams can actually ball. Uh, what do you think of this Debo Samuel injury? It's bad. I think it's a really bad situation for him. People, There are some people suggesting, ah, 12 weeks, he'll be okay. I think it's three to four months. I think he starts the season on the pup list. And a foot injury like that to a player that had did so much damage after the catch last year, I think it's a really bad injury for them. They are obviously a run-heavy team. But Jalen Hurd is an unproven second-year player. There's a bunch of guys there that have not done a ton in their careers, and they'll have to step up beyond George Kittle and Tevin Coleman, who catches passes well out of the backfield. I think the receiving core is in big trouble right now because he was clearly going to be the leader of it.
Mike, do you think uh, Josh Gordon, who's, uh, I guess, reapplying for reinstatement, he's already done this 15 times, is he going to get back in like everybody else? It seems like uh, Roger's been very giving lately, letting Alden Smith and others back into the league. <laughs> I agree. I, I do think Josh Gordon does get back in here. I, I don't think he's nearly the impact player that we saw in the past. I think we saw in his latest iterations that he's just not the same player physically. But if the Seahawks want to build out some depth on their depth chart like they did last season, I could see it happening. He, I think he's still worthy of being on a roster in most instances. So uh, we talked about Foles and uh, Trubisky on this show, and I said I do. I think that Foles had a great run and a ring. He deserved it. It was an incredible moment in his life, and he got it done in a big way. But I just do not buy Nick Foles after the fact. I think he is as average as Mitchell Trubisky is. I think that's fair, but the Bears are really screaming from the mountaintops how they feel about Mitch because they didn't give him his fifth-year option. This is the last year of his deal. Foles is committed monetarily through at least next season. I think they can give Mitch a shot. It'll give Ryan Pace one final Hail Mary to prove that he wasn't wrong about Mitch, although I don't think you and I really believe that, or most people don't believe that. Uh, and I, I think it's a, a real battle going into camp, but they're committed longer term to Foles monetarily than they are to Mitch. As far as my opinion of Foles, I, I'm with you. I, I think he can start a few games here or there, but if you're going to be a team that's challenging like the Bears have done in order to spend on the defense to try to win with a below-grade uh, salary quarterback, I don't think either of these guys are good enough to get that done. All right, great stuff. Mike Blewett, hey, uh, thanks so much for coming on Coast Probably. to Coast today. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again real soon and do this again with uh, tons of football going on. Thanks, Mike. Good to talk to you. All right, Mike Blewett. All right, it's very important that I get this in, Carver. I've been dying for this yes. since yesterday. Can we put up the Paige Sporanic photos? This is our new favorite golfer in the world. More than Rory. Oh, shake it. Well, you go ahead, girl, and bring out that 56-degree wedge. I mean, you got a great short game. You need a caddy? I mean, Jesus, mother of Titleist. Holy shot, Diesel. Hello. Uh, I think that pretty much sums it up. I think we did a good job there. Do we have the dodgeball photo? Can we go back 16 years with the release? Oh, we broke it because of... Page broke it. We put Page up, and that was the end of dodgeball. Uh, flushing toilets. Listen, flushing toilets can cause COVID spray. So now when you flush your toilet, be careful for re reverb. You might get a little, especially down at the urinal at the, you know, at the stadium or at, at work when they got them on the wall. And you, have you ever flushed and the thing kicks out a little and you get a little, you got a, you got a reverb bag, got to bounce back a little. Be careful of that spraying COVID. Danny Masterson, member from the 70s show, charged with raping three women. Uh, I got to tell you uh, that Carver I always says to me, when you have uh, that kind of thing, charged with raping three women, that's just, you're having a bad day. You are having a bad day. That is just a, you know, that guy's having a rough day. Hopefully uh, that doesn't pan out. Fans pushing for Jay Cutler to get his own reality show after uh, the divorce with Kristen Cavallari. They like him more than her. 7-Eleven cancels free Slurpee day. Drag. I used to love to get baked and go uh, just bust off Slurpees and get freeze brain. Frank Sinatra Classic uh, becomes the Yankee Stadium Classic 40 years ago today. Start spreading in the news. Uh, I'm leaving today. There you go. Um, a man asked for Venmos to tap dance on a downstairs MAGA neighbor as the joke raises over 10 grand. Have you ever seen the commercial with the family uh, tap dancing upstairs and the guys downstairs? He's a Trump supporter. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Paige and I are going to need to spend some more time on the driving range working on her long game. We need another hour of work, it looks like. Here, let me grab those clubs for you, Paige. Would you like a drink? How about two? Wow, we're going to keep her in the hopper, uh, and we mean that with all due respect. What a fantastic scene that was. That was so good it knocked dodgeball off the air. 16 years ago, that movie came out. That was another uh, keeper. All right, it's time for another exciting edition of This Day in Sports. Here we go, 1941. Joe Louis KO's Billy Kahn in 13th round of the heavyweight title, 1960. Arnie staged the greatest comeback in U.S. Open history by erasing a seven-stroke final round deficit to win his only U.S. Open title. My man, Arnold Palmer. 72, Jack Nicholas captures his third U.S. Open title. 72, U.S. Supreme Court confirms low court rulings and Kurt Flood case upholding baseball's exemption from antitrust laws. 84, Fuzzy Zeller beats Greg Norman by eight strokes in a Monday 18-0 playoff to win his first U.S. Open title. 86, Don Sutton pitches a three-hitter for his 300th win. 2000, in the 100th U.S. Open men, Tiger Woods wins his first U.S. Open by a major championship record setting 15 strokes. 2001, Rateep Goosen wins the U.S. Open for the uh, first of his two U.S. Open titles in an 18-0 playoff on Monday. 2002, Jack Buck dies at 77. Drag. 2010, in his third major league start, Steven Strasburg strikes out 10 opponents to set a major league record with 32 in his first three games. 2013, Ray Allen hits the tying three-pointer at the end of regulation to send game six between Miami and San Antonio in overtime. He win it by three. He would go on to win game seven and the championship. 2014, Clayton Kershaw throws his second no-hitter of the year less than a month after his teammate Josh Beckett had pitched a no-hitter on May 26. He strikes out 15. 2017, Brooks Kapka wins the U.S. Open for his first major title by four strokes. And then today told all the announcers to shut the Pharrell up. Nice porno mustache, Brooks. Great show today, Carver High, Mafia, and your boy Joe Ranieri. Game Time Decisions is next. We'll see you late night tonight on Sports Grid Radio Overnights on your radio affiliate. So long. Check out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.